All right. Welcome to the latest episode of the NCS podcast. We're going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to talk about our top things of 2020. Uh, we have Chris Wyatt, the other half of this podcast. We have Alex Byrne, the third half of this podcast. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> And we have Derek Dole, who saved my Christmas last week by uh, <laughs> by uh, have, by lending me some margarine because my kid is gluten free and we needed to make some croutons. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Derek has yeah, also been in such bands as uh, Dead Hearts, Old Ghosts, and what's that band? What's that other band? That's enough. Okay. <laughs> and I hear you paint too. I hear you paint animals in like Fred Perry's or something. Uh, yeah, I used to like paint like animals and like band shirts. Like, I, I did a few, but I haven't done that in a long time. I like your giraffe that Gus has. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Can I say the that's the band? I just thought of oh, it. <laughs> <laughs> <And> I'm glad. <laughs> All right, who wants to? Should I go first? You, do we yeah, want to go round robin or you just want to do your whole list? And the whole list, that. I think. Does that sound good to you, fellas? Uh, mm-hmm. Sure. I, I think there'll be a lot of repeats, probably. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe not. Yeah. We'll see. I'm going to bring up my list here because uh, I'm old and I didn't remember what I put down. So, uh, <laughs> Why you write see. it down in front of you? I don't write. I just type. <laughs> my writing. All right, so here is my list of my top 10 releases of 2020. I have an honorable mention, and that honorable mention is Cage's World in Song uh, LP. I don't know if people know about Cage's, but Cage's is this uh, project that uh, that Nola Ronaldo does here in Buffalo with Dave Bailey, and uh, she had, she was in a, she had this like a, life event that happened to her a couple of years ago and she wrote a whole album or live show about it and she just put it out on, a, on an LP last year and it's, it's very interesting and powerful so if you can find that somewhere check it out because it's not really hardcore but it's definitely something worth checking out so Cage's World in Song and now here is my top 10 releases of 2020 that everyone should care about (laughs) because uh yeah because because i'm me so anyway (laughs) in no particular order uh the exhibition demo which is you know a buffalo band you know those guys from you know clear focus violent way uh you know, that, that group of uh, kids doing some, uh, how would you describe that music? It's like kind of thrashy, you know, that type of thing. That is, I think they say it's like cross. It's a band camp, de- band camp demo. Um, I well, think the tape Brad- came out on War also. Okay. Did it? Oh, did it? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. You know, Brett. Brett's the singer, you know, um, Nick's in it, Mason's in it playing guitar. Uh, it's, it's good. You know, check it out. Buffalo. Alex is holding up his uh, tape that we can't see because this is audio. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Playing show and tell with my friends, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Buried Alive. Uh, Death Will Find You 7-Inch. Is that what it's called? Is it Death Will Find You? That's right. Yeah. That 7-Inch, which is pretty awesome. It's like they never went away. All that good stuff. Um, what else have I got on my list? I mean, everyone knows what Buried Alive sounds like, so I'm not going to you know, try to describe it. Um, Next but the thing list. that's noteworthy about that is that it still sounds like Buried Alive. Definitely. Whatever, 18 years past the time they last recorded anything. Did they record that 
Or did they? Are those old songs or are those new songs they wrote? Didn't, I thought I thought that two of the songs were old, and then two of the songs were like kind of new. It's it's two new songs that they wrote since they got back together on side A, and then side B is their side of the Reach the Sky split that came out in like 1999, but remixed or remastered or something. Okay. Yeah. The thing is, when you listen to it. The two sound sides, while it does sound like Buried Alive, the two sides have a different sound from each other. Definitely. I agree. Wait. Yeah. Definitely. Um, next on my list is uh, Tuning, Defining... Uh, the Purpose. Find the Purpose. <laughs> OP, Which episode just came out? Check it out. Make sure you listen to it. <laughs> I was and listening the, to uh, it while I was driving today. We uh we had Jeremy on the podcast talking about it a couple of episodes ago or last episode or something like that. So check it out, you know. Episode three. Yeah, and this is four. episode three. Purpose. <laughs> a very solid record. For sure. Also, legitimately shocking to anybody that has ever met Jeremy that that thing only went one hour and two minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys probably cut a lot though. We cut a whole lot. We cut a little a controversial thing that Jeremy talked about in that episode. Maybe it'll come out one day. One day. And, the, and when, like, when we get into double-digit numbers and we can do, like, remixes, maybe it'll come out then. Or Patreons. We'll or Patreon. Patreon. And you want to yeah. give us shirts, maybe we'll let you listen to it. Exactly. Um, next on the list is the Body Count Point the Finger single. Featuring Riley from Power Trip. Um, Body Count has a new album out this year, Carnivore. I have not listened to the whole thing. All I've listened Wait, to is- I, why did I think Carnivore came out last year? That came out this year? This year. Or the single came out this year. Whatever. It's because well, this year has been nine years long. No, I know. Yeah. I know that that song is on it. I actually listen to that record all the time. It's really good. You should definitely, as a Body Count fan, you should check it out. It's definitely my number one gym jam. I will check it out. I listen. You know what's really good that I revisited because of the new Body Count? The Body Count uh, 1997 album is awesome. The Dead at Birth, is that what it was? No, that's born, the, the third album. What's it called? Um, Last Days. Like, that, Oh, I don't even know that one. Oh, you need to go listen to it right now after this. <laughs> last Days. You know, he's still putting out rap records. Like He just put out a record last year. Did he? Yeah, I haven't listened to it, but I came across it when I was looking for something. Well, he's he's Ice T, man. He's like the king of all media. <laughs> clearly, he clearly is. Howard Stern is not. He clearly is. He's <laughs> taken that crown. Anyway, <laughs> anybody that can make music about murdering cops, but then also be rich for the oh, rest of his cop. life by pretending to be a cop. Yeah, I respect it. That's hustle. He's the. And he's also man. like sixty, and he's still putting out relevant music that like hits on all the right notes yeah and that's it's it's pretty cool like he's still on that tv show you know it's like no one who does a tv show puts out like you know records like that like ever like no yeah. one's ever done that it's awesome so yeah forever a fan of ice t and whatever he does and i got two uh, body count shirts for christmas which i would like to shout out my uh lovely I- girlfriend who hooked me up? Are those uh, are those new shirts or are they old ones? They like, are she go shirts. like deep dive? Okay, those are new shirts. <laughs> those are they're awesome. They're still good shirts. Like that that one's that's always going to be a heater. Yeah, I wish it said "cop killer" on it, but I guess that's probably that probably doesn't exist or something. Uh, in bootleg like realm, a... it totally does. Really. <laughs> Got to be out there right. somewhere. <laughs> yes, uh, a particular bootlegger put out a ton of those shirts in the beginning of the pandemic. Nice. Okay, my next uh, record on the list is the Drug Church Blizz Out single. Um, you know, I love Drug Church. They're they're a cool band. Uh, featuring. Is, uh, do we need to put you in the Edge Watch category? No way, that dude's Edge. <laughs> I don't even edge. know what it is. I don't even know what a oh, drug church is. It features a, a singer from uh, <laughs> End of the Year doing like kind of like all I don't even know what that is. Self-defense family? Yeah, self-defense family. I, I've heard the name. He's, uh, he does uh, Axe to Grind host guy. He's one of the three Axe to Grind hosts as well. He's the uh, shithead. He's the shithead one. <laughs> it's just yes, probably, raw. 
one thing about Axe to Grind, though, whether whether you like it or not or whatever, tons of I've like discovered tons of stuff from that, which is cool. Like there, I've heard that from multiple people that while they don't necessarily agree with it, they've come they've learned a lot of new bands from it. So I guess that's like a, a takeaway. I absolutely adore Bob Shed, and I can't stand either of the other two hosts. Fair Bob Shed is like one of the best people I know, and the other two just drive me up a wall. Cool. Hopefully this will get us a little bit of heat, you know? I'm looking for that. <laughs> if you want heat, I'll start talking some shit, but I'm trying to end it here positively. All right. Let's go to the next, the next single or the next uh, record. Um, let's see. Chamberlain Red Weather. Chamberlain is one of my all-time favorite groups. After 20 or so years, they put out a new album, Red Weather. Check it out, you know, if you like that whole like uh if you like kind of like just regular rock music from indiana i mean chamberlain's your jam with great lyrics and you know it's, it's good it's just if i don't know how to describe it i don't need to describe it you know i'm not going to describe it because i don't do that so anyway check it out yeah, i keep i keep meaning to check that record out and then i forget so i actually wrote it down so i'll listen to it this week Speaking not to talk shit, I guess, but whatever. <laughs> I know you love Bob Shed, but I love, I think he's awesome too. But the way he, he like breaks down music is weird to me. How he like kind of like talks about hardcore in a way that's like, uh, like, I don't know if he, have you listened you, I mean, you listen to the podcast, the way he breaks yeah. it down, it, the hardcore should be broken down like that, I guess, but whatever, it's, it's fine. How does he break it down? Cause I don't listen to it. It's, it's just like, he's, he like pulls it apart and I think it's weird, but it's cool. Cause I listen to it every week. So whatever. I wonder if he's the one that the people that I'm friends with who do listen to it can't stand. It's probably. I doubt it. He's easily yeah. the best part of that show he, by a, by a mile. You know, he's easily the best part about that show. He's also been an A and R guy previously. Yeah, that's probably where it all comes from. His how he like pulls apart music and stuff. But he he has another podcast called uh, "It Came from New Jersey." Okay, it breaks down like New Jersey like recordings, kind of like what not kind of like what we do because we interview people in bands. But he talks about like specific like releases that came from New Jersey, which is kind of cool too. But anyway, let's get off of that. Let's get off of that tip. <laughs> Next record. Um. Where am I? Uh, Drain California Cursed. Um, I like that record. You know, it's that, you know, they're from California. They're uh, kind of thrashy, all that crap, but it's good. And I don't really like that type of stuff, but. I will good. say that it, it grew on me. I didn't like it when I first heard it. And I thought that they were doing at least um, their presentation, like their aesthetic was second rate blind justice. Yeah, but it definitely grew on me, and uh, I, it's like Brian Foister's favorite hardcore band, Brian Foister, who used to do hardcore shows in the Buffalo in the '80s and '90s. So it's that's kind of like it's cool that this band brought that dude kind of back in, you know. Speaking of that, so I mean, Chris knows this story, but I went to uh, what's the name of that restaurant downtown? Johnny um, Chow's place. Chow's. So I went in there. And I was wearing my judge jacket, and he's uh, Johnny Chow from Zero Tolerance. He's from Zero Tolerance, right? He was in Zero Tolerance? Uh, for a minute, but, like, best known, like, Stone Sour and uh, Fireball Ministry. Cavalier Conspiracy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. And uh, the often overlooked Overlord. <laughs> so he saw my <laughs> judge jacket. He was like, you like hardcore? And I was like, yeah. And he started telling me about how, like, he loves – drain and i revisited drain because of that conversation i had with them and it is good so i, I like drain it's one of the, my favorite records of the year i just like to say again that like i don't listen to that much stuff and these are like the 10 things that i took time to listen to kind of there's a couple other things but you know these were things that really like i, I think people should know about and check out so my next record is the end it one way one way track EP? Um, have you have any of you other guys heard this besides Chris or have you heard it, Alex? I have not heard it. Check it out, it's good. I know, I, I've been meaning to it. It's, it's like Burn Influence type band, right? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm terrible at like making comparisons with bands, but 
But uh, it's it's four songs in five minutes, and it's just good. It's fast, good. The singer is very memorable. Uh, it's good stuff. Check it out. I don't check that out. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Next on my list is the Koriki uh, LP. I don't know if you know what Koriki is. I know the name, but I'm drawing a blank on what it is. It's Ian MacKay's new band. Yes, that's yes. With I haven't listened wife. to it though. I keep meaning to. Yeah, with his wife and the bass player from Fugazi, and it's it's good. It's it's kind of a long. Is it K O R I C K Y? Was that? I think it's C O R C or K C O R I K Y, Kariki. So that's good. Okay. Um, and my last, and maybe my favorite of the recordings this year, the Be Well, the Wait and the Cost LP. Brian McTurnan. Mm. It's well done. It's, uh, you know, it's pretty melodic, but like the first time I listened to it, I listened to it like five times. It's just that good. It's very catchy, you know, melodic, hardcore. It's Brian McTurnan, some guys from some well-known band and some other guys and the guy from Darkest Hour, but it's, it's awesome. <laughs> so... <laughs> I have a friend I, from Slovenia I, that uh, loves that record, but shipping to Slovenia is insanely expensive. <laughs> so I let him send stuff to me, and usually we'll meet up. You know, he'll he'll uh, get stuff from me that he had shipped to my house. Yeah. But obviously, he hasn't been over here in a long time. Yeah. But I currently have 16 copies of the Be Well LP sitting on a shelf of this to be wanted. That's amazing. Why? I have no so, yeah, I, don't, I think there's only like five different color presses. Well, it's 16. Like I get supporting a band, but damn. Nah, there's probably more than that. I seen a, a collector on there that has like probably like 17, 18 copies of it. And there's like different spine like writing and stuff. Oh really? Yeah. Like that that deep. Equal Vision yeah, did that, didn't crazy. they? Yeah, yeah, Equal Vision. I didn't know Equal Vision got deep like that. I mean, that's kind of cool. I guess you could do like somebody one day could do a whole episode on just that record, but yeah, 15 years <laughs> we'll an episode. Well, luckily, they're not a Buffalo band, so I don't have, <laughs> I don't have to bone up on that one. Good, good. All right, I think that's all of my uh, my records. Let me just look here. I think I mentioned everything. Um, so who's up next? So, I can't believe that we only have one record in overlap. Okay, good. So, that's pretty right, good. So you go since you're. I'll add a couple honorable mentions. I, I have a list of, of stuff that I've checked out that I've gone deep on. Honorable mentions, some of them we already talked about, like tuning, the exhibition demo. Um, two, I have two terror records that pop up on, on my honorable mentions, one being the, the cassette they did on Reaper with the covers of Conviction and Zero Tolerance, which I think is really cool. And uh, the other is the new Sync to the Hell 7-inch that I believe came out on War a uh, couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a cool record. Um, I also have the Teamsters demo, which is, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's Aaron from Death Threat. And uh, it sounds a lot like earlier Death Threat to me. That's, I would say that's because Jamie pushed buttons on drums. That, and it that it, it right. gives it that, that Death Threat flow. And then I'll tell you, uh, uh, it's not about the band, but just about their aesthetic, which kind of amusing to some of us anyway go on no it's 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 an interesting vibe for sure but uh there's a record that i i have on here that i the record itself doesn't catch me but i think that it's worth discussing just based on some of the lyrical content and stuff like that and that's the the retaliate lp um you know they they deal with a lot of kind of of the times things like uh there's a song about kids in cages and stuff like that and it's it's it kind of hits home it resonates right now given the shitty state of everything but um yeah so i figured those those mentioned at least or excuse me those uh those merited some mention at least now my favorite record of the entire year is the uh, big cheese lp punishment park came out on triple b you boys listen to that i have heard, I heard it. it yes yeah i think i listened to it for a second but i didn't really go deep 
Yeah, I think they actually had two records come out this year, if I'm not mistaken, but the other one's kind of an anthology. It's got yeah. uh, the other ones on Painkiller. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the Triple B LP is actually a proper LP. I think it's incredible. That thing hits. Uh, after that, I've got the Gulch LP, Impenetrable Cerebral Fortress, came out on Closed Casket. Now, that record, super cool design, really, really weird looking, but they're like, uh, and then you put it on and I just call me crazy. I want to run through a wall. It's, uh, it's just, that thing is punishing. And I think it's great. Now, I'd like to see them live at some point. Yeah, that would it's, be. It's pretty wild. I watched a video on I've 856 seen... and it just looks crazy. I've seen them it's, once, it's, but. It's a young that, man's game. That bad. I'd like to see it. <laughs> I'm just saying like up close, it's a young man's game. Yeah, for, for sure. For sure. I'll test that theory. Uh, uh, you're still young, Alex. Yeah. yeah. Man. You, you fall Just into that bracket I'm talking about. What's that? So you fall into that bracket I'm talking about. You're, 38 you're years see, old. Like, I'm, what's that? Like, I'm 38 years old. Yeah. I you ain't going to see many 50-year-olds running around for gold. Like, <laughs> rock the shirt and play the record, but not, like, you know, not catching a fucking tie kick to the face. Yeah. Somebody doing a cannonball on my head. I don't care. Whatever. It's happened plenty of times before. <laughs> yeah, your spine can still handle it. Mine, not so much. Well, got to get back on that mace, man. <laughs> oh, I'm on it. <laughs> uh, so I have a couple more painkiller releases up next. I got the Heavy Discipline and Rated XLPs that came out at the same time on, on Painkiller Records. Uh, Heavy Discipline is self-titled. Rated X is called United Front. Um, Rated X is awesome. Oh yeah, they're, no, they're I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I was a little disappointed by both of those records. Like the rated X, particularly, I expected a lot more from. Oh, and cool. uh, I don't know. I guess I have to listen to it again. But my first spin, I was just kind of like, I don't know. Like I don't know. I was expecting more, but I couldn't really tell you what that more was. But continue on, Alex. All right. Well, I think the record's cool. I like the occasional, you know, heavy-handed straight edge record as well. So that uh, earned some points on on my scorecard uh also another another recent one is the mill spec lp uh world house came out on locking out locking out number 50 uh maybe two months ago mm-hmm. and the rollout of that record is actually pretty cool because they all they actually did a, a companion book with it as well so just on its own merits i really like the music i think they're doing they're doing something and kind of going after a style that nobody else is really doing in my opinion right now and I think that well they're they just have like their singer doesn't sound like anybody else their music is kind of it's it's of like a, a style that was more popular maybe 15 years ago but they also freshen it up a little bit mm-hmm. it doesn't sound out of place in the locking out universe but also it uh it doesn't really fall in lockstep with a lot of the more you know straightforward and goofy stuff that that label used to do it's kind of like harsh and melodic at the same time yeah i think it's a really interesting juxtaposition between their singer who is like his voice is kind of gravelly but also sometimes it goes a little bit a little bit higher in, in terms of the register than you might expect with that gravelly approach and uh yeah there's good melody in the music as well it's got some hook the, the book that they that they put out with it actually um, it hints that they're actually done because of the pandemic, which I think is a shame because I think that band's great. Oh damn! And uh, after that, one that I'm surprised was not on your list, Mark. Uh, the Change LP, Closer Still. I that record. I listened to it. I tried, but like so good. No, I just eh eh. <laughs> I, feel, I feel as such a youth of today fan you should give it another chance because it's definitely like a not subtle homage to uniform choice and youth of today i, I get more uniform choice than youth of like today but i there's I definitely both. some youth of today in there but it's like a love letter to wishing well records i think yeah. i think the record's great i think that it's a shame that some of those dudes based on some bullshit that one of their former band members was into kind of some of those dudes kind of disappeared for a few years 
And you can tell listening to that record that they had passion for it the whole time. They just felt disillusioned by being in a shitty situation, not of their own, of their own choosing. And I'm glad to see him back. And I think that those dudes mean, they mean it. And I think that they absolutely knocked that record out of the park in terms of the music, in terms of the aesthetics, in terms of the message, everything about that record absolutely hits in my opinion. Okay. I will revisit it. My next one. Yeah, you definitely should. You should definitely revisit it. My next one took me a little, a little while to click with, but that's uh, the higher power LP 27 miles underwater. Mm -hmm. I love soul structure. The record before this, absolutely love it i played the hell out of it for two years after i got it and then this record came out and it's they jumped to a they jumped to roadrunner you know it's a it's a much bigger scale release and they kind of changed up their style a little bit a little bit more more melody uh they changed up the vocal delivery and they kind of tried some new things that some of them i think really really work but this is an acquired taste for me. I, I gave it more chances than I probably would have if I did not have a pre-existing affection for the band. But I'm glad that I did because I really, really like the record at this point. Um, after that, Buried Alive, we already talked about it. Uh, the, the physical demo as well. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L. It's, it's just good. excuse me it's just good it's just i don't have a ton to say about it it's pretty straightforward hardcore but i think how do you spell that physical f-y-z-i-c-a-l it's on spotify if you want to check it out um but i recommend it strongly i think it's uh i think it's a really good straightforward record the last one's a little bit cheap but i have the uh one step closer promo came out this year it's got one new song and one cover and i think it's it's pretty on the nose but also if you if you're going to do that if you're going to go on the nose with your influences then you just got to go for it and that band they they sound like they sound like they just have listened to like they were locked in a cave and they were raised there by a pack of wolves and the only thing to entertain them was a copy of the Turning Point discography. <laughs> and they decided to write music based on that. And what song do they cover? I'm blanking on which I, I think they cover Broken. Yeah, it's Broken. Um, but yeah, that the, their first record, From Me to You, is maybe my favorite record out of the hardcore scene in the last five years. It, I just love it. I think it's it's got an incredible just intensity to it. And it's also really, really catchy. I listen to that thing. I get it stuck in my head for days. And uh, I will say, cause I always have something to say that uh, whatever record they put out when I listened to it, all I heard was Bane and turned it off. So I may have to revisit it. Listen to it again with turning point in your head instead of Bane. I can see a little bit of that, but I can see a little bit of what you're talking about, but I disagree with it. I think that's a comparison that was made a lot when that record came out that I don't think is really on point. If you, I mean, if it was made a lot, I feel like it's reasonably fair. Uh, maybe. I, maybe, I hear, but I disagree with it. I disagree too, for, for sure. Definitely more a turning point feel than Bane. I mean, I think just maybe because they're melodic, people automatically think Bane. Yeah, I never really thought. considered Bane like a melodic band's. You know, oh, like I, do I like don't that. put I don't put Bane and Turning yeah. Point in the same category. They're too like they don't sound anything alike to me. You know what I'm saying? Like uh and when I listened to that record, I definitely heard Bane, but I wasn't listening for Turning Point. I didn't get very deep into it. Well, when you're talking about turning point in terms of comparisons, you're functionally talking about three different bands too. So there's that. Yeah, yeah, totally. But but even any any of the phases of turning point I don't see as comparable to Bane. When I mean, I've only gotten to see one step closer one time, and I had three different people at that show come up to me, like guys that I knew. They were just like, Man, that band sounds just like Turning Point. And 
maybe that was also guided by the fact that their singer was wearing a turning point shirt that day. But and did they do a turning point cover? They didn't. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I think I think that band is I think they have a mountain of potential and I can't wait to see what their LP looks like. It's a lot is a lot of pressure to have a record that was as widely celebrated as from me to you come out and and having to come up with an LP after that, I think is going to be a challenge that, you know, something that lives up to it. But if anybody can do it, I think they can. They're nice kids too. I think their merch game is a little bit weird, but. It's, it's, de- a, it's that is definitely a young man's game. Pretty, pretty <laughs> minor gripe in my opinion. What's up with their merch game? Oh, they just do, they do like embroidered rugby shirts. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's very, I don't know if maybe they're looking to transition from being a band to being a lifestyle brand. I don't know. I think it's right now there's a big trend with people wearing like rugby's and polo brands and like styles that in the late eighties, early nineties, a lot of like hardcore people would be like, those aren't our people. And a lot of bands are going in that direction. Like, gold chains polo shirts gold chains what i dare say is a borderline guido look particularly (laughs) here in new york city there's there's a handful of like borderline full-blown guidos going on that's amazing (laughs) they they have like polo bear ripoff stuff yeah yeah uh, i feel like the polo thing uh popped off because of turnstile yeah yeah maybe I, I don't know. I mean, I think I don't really pay attention to stuff like that so much, but I mean, shit, if it, if it makes them happy and keeps them selling enough stuff that they can afford to keep touring, I'm all for it. Yeah. Nice. Gotta do what you gotta do in this climate, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not knocking anyone's hustle. I'm just saying. Yeah. Is that your time? That's what I got. Yeah. Derek, why don't you go? All right. I got uh, Fame, Hollow Hope. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. A Colorado band on Safe Inside. And kind of, I don't know, fast, harsh stuff. It's another band I keep meaning to check out. Uh, I just haven't, like, had the, I don't want to say I haven't had the opportunity. I have nothing but opportunity. I guess it's just excuses keeping me away. I feel like there's been an absolute glut of stuff that's come out this year for a year that has no shows in it. You know, well, what yeah. else are you going to do? You're going to record. Yeah, <clears throat> right. There have been a lot of quality releases this year. And I think that yeah. there's plenty of stuff that I've been meaning to give a better shot to that I haven't yet. Yeah. Like when we do get to my top 10, only half of it is from my top 20 on my Instagram. Cause there's other stuff that's like, Oh, I forgot about this. I'll put it on this. Anyway, yeah. continue on. Sorry. There's definitely stuff I, I, I've missed and that you guys even brought up like, oh, yeah, that record's fucking awesome. Um, but Pure Heel was another one. They put out a two-song lathe. They're like my favorite Buffalo band. And uh, I think I'm excited for their next EP, but I think that stuff rips, despite it not sounding very well because it's a lathe cut. But mm-hmm. it's cool. Uh, I had the Buried Alive EP as well. Um, the Bitter Branches, this may hurt a bit. Crap, uh, I wanted to put that on my list and I forgot. <laughs> I, I, well, I love Tim Singer's voice. So, like, anything really he does, it, I'm sold pretty much. Yeah. But, but this, I, I think it's a, a very interesting record. And it, I don't know if it's hardcore or what it is, but it's cool. Um, I had Millspack World House as well. Uh, Bob Mold Blue Hearts. Have you guys heard that at all? Have not. It's not. It's not my thing. Did he, did oh, he go heavier? Well, or? Yeah, it's definitely his, his most fired up record in years. And uh, I think it's definitely worth checking out if you like Husker Du. So it's along the lines of that, like later Husker Du. Nice. But even more fired up. So I don't know. Check it out. Uh, Bent Blue. Between your and yours, I don't know if you guys heard that at all. It's, uh, yeah, I, I totally forgot about it, but I did like what I heard 
Uh, I definitely like, you know, I, I like it, but I completely forgot about it. Yeah. They had a cassette out on war as well. And uh, I guess it's kind of like a melodic, but maybe in a weird ebullition type of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good stuff. DC kind of influenced a little bit too. Um, I had there was well definitely, I'm oh, sorry, there was definitely a band that they were reminding me of when I listened to it, but I cannot think of what it was. But it was like, oh, yeah, they're definitely like this band's. And yeah, I, I, I don't want to just throw a band out there and be completely wrong, but it was like something that definitely triggered it. And now I just, I can't remember what it was because I can't remember what they sound like. You know, I had the same feeling and I, I can't place the band either. I, I it, it had to be like a, like an early nineties, like Cali band or something like that. I just, yeah. Can't... Something like downstep yeah. keeps coming to mind, but I don't think that's what it was. Right. Right. Um, I had be well, the way in the cost. Or downcast, not downside. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're yeah. <laughs> completely different. Uh, totally change, change closer still. I, I, I'm surprised, Mark, that you don't like that. I think it's awesome. I think it's, you know, it's that kind of like youth crew hardcore, but they do so much more. It's like more interesting, uh, like that type of style music than any other band's done in a long time. I mean, like they have like kind of like the reggae underdog parts in there, and I don't know. I thought it was really cool. Uh, and Aram's was it, what's his singer's name? Alex, you know, Aram's Aram. Yeah, his his voice on that sounds awesome too. It's like a natural progression from Betrayed stuff, and I, I think I liked Betrayed, but I think his voice sounds a lot better in Change. Yeah, for sure. And from my understanding, he wrote all that himself. Like he played guitars, bass, and everything, and then he brought in the guys from the band to do. Like he brought in the drummer, but then he brought in those dudes later. The rest of the guys later. I, I mean, I heard that he basically roughed it out and they, they kind of tweaked it together. But yeah, I heard similar. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I haven't talked to any, you know, primary sources on that or anything, but that's what I was, what I was reading. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's, it's definitely probably my second favorite record of the year. Uh, my favorite record being Truth Cult Off Fire. Um, definitely like a DC influenced hardcore band. Have you guys checked them out at all? Who is yeah, that? Checked them out at your at your uh, like your recommendation. Uh, Truth Call Off Fire. It's got members of uh, Give. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Truth Call. Yeah, yeah. I, I checked out for a second. It was decent, but I need to revisit it. Yeah, you yeah. should. It's it's awesome, man. It's that's definitely my favorite record of the year. Um, like I said, it's kind of got that like revolution summer type sound to it um and like the thing that sold me on most is like i seen a live video of them i was like oh this band rules this singer's got like a lot of charisma like on stage so and it and it it transfers well to record so uh definitely it's a great name truth cult a great name yeah uh i think that's my list i think i did 10 i had a lot of crossovers with you guys so um Trying to see if I, oh, uh, honorable mentions. I got two. Uh, there's a band from Portland called Dry, Dry Socket. Uh, they had a cassette called Shiver that came out uh, probably a few months ago. Uh, it's got a, I don't know if you guys remember Jeff from uh, The Legend. He, yeah. He plays, uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays guitar in that, or bass in that band. But I really like that record, or that that ep a lot mm-hmm. and uh those tapes only actually got mailed out i think i got mine like two weeks ago they dropped it online a long time ago but the the tape came out you know just very very recently yeah for some reason i got one like a while ago from but it was from europe so i don't know if they got pressed by someone else in europe um hmm. yeah, yeah. No, this oh, is uh this is it says it's made in Canada, so I doubt that it got made in Canada and shipped to Europe and shipped back to me. Yeah. I don't was, know where Get Stoked Records is from, but... Oh, mine was on uh, Ugly and Proud Records, so it might be a different different pressing or something or a different label put it out in Europe. Somehow I got it, but... Well, that's cool. Um, and the last honorable mention is a band called Stall Child from Ohio. They're kind of like a... 
you know, the early 2000s melodic, hardcore, kind of American Nightmare, kind of like Gold Alone uh, style. And that's, uh, that's it for my list. All right, Chris. Let's hear what you All right, got. here we go. Uh, my list is going to be various. So honorable mentions I'll start off with. Exhibition is great. Pure Heel, definitely my favorite Buffalo current, my current Buffalo. Current favorite Buffalo band going. Uh, and I'm really stoked on the new record that's coming out. Um, I think that's it for honorable mentions in the moment. We'll see where I end up. So uh, I'm going to start this off with the Change Closer Still record. Big fan of it. And like everybody else said, I'm really surprised, Mark, that you're not. <laughs> it's it's totally a love letter to Wishing Well Records. You should. Like, you got to get into it. Like, it's a total love letter to Wishing Well Records and just growing up hardcore and straight edge. And, you know, it's got all the right nods at the right timing. You know, there's really, there's not a bad thing you can say about the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even the, like, packaging is great. Like, the picture on the front and everything. It's really well done. The poster that came with it. It's cool. Oh, yeah, the poster. Like, what am I going to do with that poster, though? But the poster's cool. So it's like, you know, I'm going to hang a freaking change poster on my wall. Like, I'm 15. Come on. Why not? Uh, Nobody right, listening kid, to this can see this, wall. but he's got 75 posters on the wall behind him. <laughs> That's art. <laughs> uh, next one is uh, Drop Dead 2020. Oh shit! I mean, if you're not familiar with Drop Dead, you need to get familiar with Drop Dead. Like they were kind of quiet for a while, and then they just dropped a freaking bomb on everybody. Definitely yeah, incredible. Yeah, it's so good. I kind of forgot uh, they came out. <laughs> yeah, like there's so many things that just kind of slipped under the radar. There's so much. Like I said on my Instagram, I did a top twenty because I couldn't narrow it down to ten. And on this, I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to put the ones that I'm really into and ones I forgot. Oh, honorable mention of the tuning record. It's really good, but you didn't make this list. No offense. Uh, (laughs) uh, My next one is the Conway record, Conway the Machine from King to a God. I don't know if you guys really fuck with rap or if you guys fuck with Griselda, but of the three releases this year, like the big three for Griselda this year, Conway's is definitely the best. Okay. Dude got shot in the head and has balls palsy, and he's got a better flow than most guys in the game right now. Can't speak highly enough of the Conway record. It's so fucking good. Um, my next one, I'm going with Lion's Law, The Pain, The Blood, and The Sword. Some French Paris sharp skin band. They're really good a couple years ago at Punk Rock Bowling. One of my Texicans friends was like, yo, you need to check this band out. And uh, they were awesome. They were so freaking good. Like, so awesome. So every time they come to the U.S. and they hit someplace I'm near, I try to catch them. And uh, Vogel did uh, guest vocals on one of their songs. Cool. Always a little interesting aside. My next record, Nothing the Great Dismal. I'm a little surprised that nobody had that on theirs, but I suppose that's fine. I actually checked it out. I was listening to that today because it was on someone else's list. I, I want to yeah. get more into it. It, it was okay. It's, it's really good. Like when you go when you go deep on it, it's really good. And yeah. I would say that it it may be their best record. Like I like nothing, but I'm not a huge fan. But this record, I'm like, yo, like this is really good. Like definitely, definitely worth going on a deep dive in. What's it like? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm unfamiliar with that. What are they like? Nothing is like. Do you know, do you know like nothing and their whole like their whole deal? They're from Philadelphia. It's uh, it's Nicky money stuff. from uh, yeah, it's shoegaze, but it's Nicky money from horror show. Kyle Kimball kind of, from kind of, Mother of Mercy and Letdown. Yeah, and um, Aaron from uh, Jesus Peace is in it now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's shoegaze, but like, I don't really fuck with shoegaze, so I can't speak how they compare to other shoegaze bands. But I really like this record. You know, like I said, the other stuff, I was like, hey, this isn't bad, but this record is really good. It's on relapse. Solid. I really like the record, but I uh, kind of, I was, I was 
keeping it more to like hardcore records that, that probably that would have been in my list if i were expanding it to you know yeah that's why stuff. i won't last so i could fuck up the whole game hey. <laughs> nobody told me stick to hardcore records i just made my own rules i painted myself yeah, in a man, box. you do you do you <laughs> you you won this round uh so uh rat cage screams from the cage what do you guys know about rat cage fucking hardcore good yeah. shit i don't actually know much of their backstory like i don't know where they're from i just know that it's like awesome it's totally awesome hardcore and they seem to be really into rats and cages <laughs> <laughs> i know nothing about that man yeah. uh, it's definitely worth checking out like it's it's like hardcore for hardcore sake right. like there's no like pretense or gimmick about them as far as i know like because i don't really know much about the bands uh but it's just just straight up okay uh continuing on the griselda tip west side gun who makes the sunshine some people aren't really into his voice, but I dig it. I dig the whole record. It's uh, the first Buffalo rapper on a major label being on shady records or whatever Eminem's label is. Uh, and it's good. It's really, it's, it's really good. I enjoy it very much. And he also is uh, Conway's brother, for those who don't know. Okay. Uh, let's see. My next one is the seems-to-be-internet-only release, Skinhead, Fuck Fake Skins. I was going to ask you if you listened to that. <laughs> Dude, I listen to that EP all the freaking time. What the, what's it the is deal with so that? good. What is the deal with those guys? So, <laughs> I hit up uh, Colin of Arabia because, you know, he would know. And he was like, they're skinheads. And I'm like, okay, like, where are they from? He's like, they're skinheads. And I'm like, all right. But I guess it's like, it's an old Boston guy who lives in California with some guys out there, but he wouldn't like tell me who. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those four songs, like, they're so good. They're so funny. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's ridiculous. I don't know if you guys, it seems Mark may have checked it out, but I don't know if you guys have checked it out. It may not be in your wheelhouse. It's, it's a bit much for me, but. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> I checked it out just to check it out, but like, it's not. It's not my thing, you know. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> the songs are so ridiculous. <laughs> That's why it's awesome because of that. The whole like subject matter and stuff. It's it's fun. It's really yeah. Fun. It's, it's, yeah, it's so ridiculous. Like the whole line about like yeah, you do the blah blah blah. And now you're having trouble saying malarkey. Like about getting like hit with a fire extinguisher or whatever. It's just, like it's so good. It's so ridiculous. So over the top. I really hope it has a, a physical release so I can have it and just like sleep with it under my pillow. <laughs> so it's ridiculous like the um tsunami stuff huh no it's ridiculous <laughs> like uh what was that band in the early 2000s um pc death squad uh, but like but like a skinhead thing you know or ridiculous yeah. or honestly like ridiculous on the level of project x but a skinhead thing all right, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's like that kind of ridiculous. Not like the tsunami ridiculous because I think that those guys kind of take themselves a little seriously. Whereas, like these guys, this is clearly a joke, but they probably could do what they're saying, you know. Right. But like, they don't need to be serious about it because you know it. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's so good. Like, so good. I bought the shirt. It's sitting over here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing. Uh, my next one is Rise by Willow and Jonavi Harrison. It's uh, not in your guys' wheelhouse at all. Uh, Jonavi Harrison is uh, a devotional singer, like a hard Christian devotional singer. And she partnered up with um, Willow. Uh, come on, Willow. Um, Willow Smith. Oh really? And uh, yeah, it's it's apparently Willow Smith is starting to dabble into Eastern philosophies and devotional ideas, and somehow the two of them partnered up and put out this record. It's 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 good. It's you know it's easy listening. I guess you would say. Uh, totally into it. And my last one is the Boom Bap General Cool Taj the Great Iron Sharpens Iron another record like that i can't stop listening to like i listen to it all the time uh 
and another local hip hop guy that's really starting to break out. Not on the level of like the Griselda guys. He's definitely more underground than them. Uh, and he's an older guy, but definitely worth checking out. All of his records are great. Where is he from? Cool Taj the Great. Niagara Falls, Buffalo, depending on which song you listen to. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I think he's, he's, he's from Niagara Falls, but he claims Buffalo. It's like that kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, but he's got like, I mean, his Spotify has probably four or five different releases on it. And uh, right before COVID, he started making a name because he was doing stuff with like bigger DJs and stuff. And then COVID hit and kind of put a, I don't want to say put a stop on it, but he dropped Iron Sharpens Iron earlier this year. Cool. Cool. And I've seen a lot of people post about that and look and the other uh, like Conway stuff, but I I have not to, like checked it out. I mean, it. it so like the big three with them are Conway, Benny the Butcher, and Westside Gun. And Benny the Butcher seems to be the one that people gravitate more towards. And well, I like all three, but Benny's Benny. I don't want to say shtick, but his shtick is more of ex drug dealer thing. Uh, you know, and Conway's thing is just kind of like flowing rhymes. Like um, Benny had Will Wayne on his record. Conway had Method Man, uh, you know, so you can kind of see, you can kind of see like what it's about, you know. Yeah, and uh, the whole Griselda thing, like you see, I'm wearing a Griselda shirt. Uh, the whole Griselda thing is that they do limited pressings of the records, and then they break the mold so that that's it. That's all there will ever be of that record. And that's then those records, cool. like if you don't get the record like when it drops, those records end up being like two and three hundred dollars, like right away. Okay. You know, Westside Gun has like a whole clothing line and always talks about how he's like he is the culture. You know, <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting. It's like, you know, all of us growing up in hardcore, we can kind of see and respect what these guys are doing because they're one hundred percent doing it themselves. Yeah, and they have a whole like strategy on how they do it, and nobody else in hip hop is like coming like they are. And some people don't even really know who they are. Like, I didn't even really wasn't even that hip to them until later last year. Conway, I kind of knew about, but I didn't, like, know what was up. You know, but they're just, like, as far as, like, hip-hop stuff goes around another level. And, like, Cool Talk is great. He's been underground for so long. Like, dude's, like, 45. You know, he's been around forever, but nobody's really paid attention to him. Like I say, he's starting to, like, make noise now. And, you know, starting to get some movement, but in a different way than like the Griselda guys are. Like the Griselda guys clearly have money and a plan. And Cool Taj is just doing what he's got to do. Like he's, he's making his hustle happen, you know. But like I sometimes feel like these guys are more hardcore than a lot of the hardcore we're checking out these days. You know, because in, in the sense of they they're doing it themselves they have they see where they want to be and they get themselves there without anybody's help whereas like a lot of the hardcore bands are like oh people don't help us we're we're done you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah maybe i'm rambling a little bit worth worth ethic if you will yeah like they're not waiting for people to hand them things they're making it happen right have to check some of that out Cool. Yeah, definitely. And like the three of them, Conway, Westside Gun, and Benny are very different from each other. And then uh and then there's also they put out they'll the they'll all be together in the same record under the Griselda tag. Yeah, they did something with Premiere at one point or something, right? Yeah, I think so. I think like that's cool how I, something. Yeah. I think that's how I became somewhat familiar with them. I think I heard something they did with Premiere at one yeah. point. So. so is that everything? Is that all of our lists? Yeah, they oh. spell. I don't think we're forgetting anything, are we? A couple things that uh, Bear mentioned as far as just being cool things that happened this year. Uh, as far as reissues go, the fact that there's an official pressing of, of Gizm Detestation that you can get your hands yeah. on without running the risk of, you know, either paying 300 bucks or having Sekevi hit you with a brick 
uh, <laughs> then I think that's awesome. And, uh, you know, the the very troubled rollout of of the pre-orders on that thing, notwithstanding, it came out looking awesome and it sounds incredible. Did you get the uh, the like super deluxe one or just the like straight up reissue? Uh, I, I couldn't get the deluxe one with the seven inch, but I'll track one down. I got a regular, I mean, I have an original and I have, I, I got one of the white copies of the, uh, got one of the white copies of the standard press, but it's crazy to me. I'm sure that Relapse knows the market much better than I possibly could, but it's insane to me that that record got a first press of 6,000 copies. Yeah. There are, I mean, there are 2,000 on white, there are 3,500 on black, and then there are at least 500 of the, of the super deluxe ones. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have a white one too. I don't know if you noticed that. I'm not going to, but I wonder, I'm wondering if the thing covering like the swastika and everything, if you can peel that off, because it's definitely raised higher than the rest of it. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Is that the original? This is the original and this is my, so actually I have a friend who, uh, who had a hand in getting the reissue done. Uh-huh. He said that uh, they went to like six or seven different printers trying to get copy or trying to get covers made. And every single one of the printers uh, refused to print an actual reproduction of the original cover because of the, the, the swastika that's on there. Yeah. And the, the fake OB that's on it is the workaround. So I, I don't know. But then uh, along with that, well, there are some other really good reissues that have come out this year. But uh, I think for me personally, near the top of that list is that Insight discography that came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Man, mm-hmm. I had a copy of the Insight 7-inch for a long time. I got it when I was like 16 years old. And it never clicked with me. I wasn't ready for it. And I finally checked that out again when when the discography came out. Man, that band absolutely kills. Yeah. And it's funny. You listen to that, you can hear stuff sprinkled throughout their record that bands just straight up boosted years later. It's really funny. Yeah. Well, you listen to... So my experience with Insight is I saw them when they opened the, uh, the RevFest show that was like chain of strength, bold gorilla biscuits and judge. And I'm, I think that they blew everyone away. And so I always like, I got the seven inch when it came out on victory. Um, you know, that silent shore song was so awesome. And then I got into Iceburn cause that was clearly the next evolution step and like stuck with Iceburn for a while. And that like that, uh, discography, like the reissue with the new songs, like, it's good to see that those guys are still, like, on point with things. You know, paying attention to what's going on and in the right spot. Uh, you know, and still, like, yeah, man, Insight. Insight was great. Insight was, like, you know, that, that hidden gem that people didn't really fuck with or they fucked with for a minute. And then they became, like, an eBay band shirt thing. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've actually, I've revisited a number of bands and records that just didn't click with me years ago that I've just had recommended to me that like with a couple more years under my belt, they, they really clicked with me this year. And like, that was high on the list. Other stuff like, you know, like it turns out I like born against now. I used to hate. Born against. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you read Sam McBeater's book? The, whatever the mainstream I'm in the middle thing of is. mutations right now. Yeah, that one. Yeah, mutations. Yeah, very the, cool. The um, footnotes are better than the book. Well, in my opinion, if I'm being honest with you, as much as I really do like the book, his uh, his eBay listings when uh, when he was when he was selling his stuff are the best thing he's ever written. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> you, sure. you should you should look into that if you're not familiar. And then the other reissue that I grabbed recently that uh, that I just think it's dumb, and it was it was available in some, in some form or another previously, but uh, the fact that I can buy an actual reproduction of the turning point demo is like <laughs> total nerd shit. And I'm here for it. You know, 
I wasn't when I found out about it. I was like, I'm not going to get that. That's dumb. And then I was at Generation Records the other day and it was sitting there right in front of me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get it. <laughs> I was like, that's stupid. I'm totally not going to order that. And then I was like, oh, wait, I really like that demo shirt that they did. I'm going to order yeah. that shirt. And I was like, well, I'm already here at the Rev website. <laughs> Might as well get it. So please take my money. The, the rumor is, and I may be spoiling some secrets and I don't care, uh, that, that Rev is going to re-release uh, the Judge 7-inch and the two Judge 7-inches and um, Bold Speak Out on vinyl in the like new year along with that like turning point uh, like series that they're doing, whatever it is that they're doing with. You know how they're like putting out like the demos yeah. on the 7-inch and the record and then the record of all the other stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, doing... I think they touched on that on that where it went podcast. They said that. Yeah, I don't listen to it. Like yeah. Greg told me about it, but I don't listen to podcasts, so I don't know how much they revealed. You know, and, you know, twenty twenty has been a heartbreaker, so let's break some more. I listen to my podcast. I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> I, not gonna lie, I don't. I don't really listen to podcasts unless they're about D and D. So, you know, I'm that guy. Hey, man. But hey, listen to my podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's something. Cool. I think it's, it's <laughs> buy my product. <laughs> I would I would question how necessary it is to repress like the New York Crew seven inch, considering that they're, I don't know, probably fifteen thousand copies of that floating around. You can get like a a you can get a black vinyl rev press of that for nothing for like five bucks. Nah, it's gone up. It's gone up to like twenty five, thirty bucks for really for the black. Know. Yeah, surprisingly, I know, but like. I think it's really more about interesting colors. Like if they do an interesting color and not just the standard rev yellow or whatever, you know, it might be worthwhile. But if it's just like, okay, here it is on rev yellow, be like, okay, that's that's a pass. Oh, one other record that just popped into my head that I checked out this year a hundred percent by accident. Uh constant elevation seven inch. It's actually Way good. better than I expected. Yeah. I, was, I, I only was got that record. Surprised. Yeah, I only got that record because when Generation put up the sick of it all, seven inches. It's the only way you can uh, get it. it. You could only get it by ordering both. Yep. And so I, I got both. And it turns out the Constant Elevation record is actually, I wouldn't say it's like my favorite record of the year, but. No, but it's surprisingly it, good. It is. Yeah. I mean, you tell me like, oh, this is a record that has the singer from the movie life on it in. 2020 <laughs> uh, thanks but no thanks but what kind of music is it it's it's like a sort of melodic fast hardcore okay. um yeah it's kind of it's kind of in the vein of the world be free but a little different like that first seven inch from what i understand was world be free songs that, that for whatever reason they didn't use okay so sammy got other people to put it out and they put it out as constant elevation and then the second seven inch is like more like the band more developed and what they're going to be it's good it's 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 definitely good definitely worth checking out yeah yeah that's i mean i mean it's on rev so that's uh available on spotify as well okay it's available everywhere i thought the the new uh will be free piece pretty good too <laughs> not i not need to listen to it what's that i need to listen to it i only like checked it out for a second i need to revisit it who put that out? Rev. Rev. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was fine. It's a record. Like I, I certainly wouldn't ask somebody to turn it off, but it, I'm not. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't click with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to revisit it. Uh, it didn't hit me as as hard as the first one did. Yeah. But the I need to one, revisit it. I didn't really like the record when I first heard it, and then I saw them. And the record clicked with me more. So maybe, maybe if I don't even know if they're ever going to play out again, but yeah. maybe that's the interaction that I need with it because that happens sometimes. Yeah, I uh, I will t- touch on that reissue thing. There's definitely a lot of good reissues this year, and something that got reissued on vinyl that I always passed on was the Cold as Life demo. I always passed on Cold as Life. It's kind of a like just not a thing for me and when they really always should have been and uh i got that reissue and it's so good those demos are so good i don't know what i was thinking i have one of their demos that i i got ages ago and it is incredible is it 
with uh, Ron or with uh, um, God, I'm totally drawing a blank on his name. The other guy singing, Jeff. I I'm honestly not sure. It's it's got a black cover and then the, the letters are like inside of blocks. Yeah, that's that's Jeff. That's like that's what got reissued on vinyl out of some European label. Yeah, that record absolutely or that demo. Yeah, so good. Is. Yeah. yeah. I, have a, and, I have a fun cold as life story. Okay. So I was at a show in Toronto years ago and I was standing there and this guy just like I'm not kidding. I've never been a small dude. This guy grabbed me around my shoulders, picked me up and moved me out of his way when I, uh, when apparently my presence annoyed him and I turned around, I was like, what the fuck is your problem? And he just looked at me like I was stupid and I was like, could have just said, excuse me, instead of being a dickhead. And, uh, he just kept staring at me. So I just walked away from the situation and a friend from Toronto walked over to me. He was just like, Hey. I just wanted to let you know uh, that guy's in cold as life and there's not a single person in this room dumb enough to pull him off of you. <laughs> you might want to, you might want to go smooth that over. I walked up to the guy and I was like, sorry, I was, uh, I was rude just then. I was irritated, but you know, I, I'm good. He's like, you know what? Honestly, if, if you would have been like, if you would have been like 10% less abrasive, I probably would have would have knocked you out right there, but I, I respect how big of an asshole you were about it. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. And then um, I just avoided him forever because he's terrifying. And, and, and the other part of the story is he was probably waiting for after the show to throw you in his trunk. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but, you know, it was pretty cool. And on that note... <laughs> <laughs> because we've gone... We don't want to get too like off track, so <laughs> too late. <laughs> but this is big. I do I do want to say before we go though, I do want to say thank you to everybody that's been checking out the episodes. Uh particularly Larry Bleachmouth. It doesn't go unnoticed. Thank you for everybody who's been supporting us and checking us out and people who actually like, you know, want to check out shit about Buffalo. Yeah, we're gonna have a bunch more episodes. So we got a bunch in the can and we're gonna get them all out soon ish. And uh, keep checking it out. We appreciate it. Yes, yeah, subscribe to the Patreon. We have all these uh, newsletters coming out for patrons. <laughs> uh, you know, we'll we'll get in contact regarding sending out your coffee mugs. <laughs> Yo, we're only fans is really bad at one to five. Banging, it's banging. Sponsored by Me Undies and <laughs> Hello Fresh. Thank you to all of our sponsors. All of our sponsors, home of the hits. The millions of uh, listeners out there. New World Record. New World <laughs> Records. Hey Dude Records. Hey Dude Records. Like, thank you to all our sponsors that are looking out for us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. We'll cut it there.